Section 4 of Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 26, April 27, 1880. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Ginny Rosario. Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 26, April 27, 1880. A Cheap Canoe by W.P.S. The labor and ingenuity expended in one season by a boy who has any taste for the water in building rafts and converting tubs and packing boxes into sea-going vessels would, if well directed, build a good-sized ship, but from lack of knowledge and system, the results of such attempts are generally failures. After some experience with rafts that would sink, scows that would leak, and other craft that showed a strong preference for floating with keels in the air, we found in the canvas canoe a boat at once handsome, speedy, and safe, and capable of a great variety of uses, while the small cost and easy construction place it within reach of all young shipbuilders. To produce a good canvas boat, Care and patience are more necessary than great skill with tools, though it is supposed that the young mechanic can use his rule correctly, saw to a line, and plane an edge reasonably straight. The first proceeding in any building operation, after the plans are decided on, is to make out a bill of materials and an estimate, and ours will read as follows. Keel, oak, one inch square, by fifteen feet long. Ten rib bands, oak, one by one quarter inch by fifteen feet long, two gunnels oak one by three quarter inch by fifteen feet long, sawed from an oak board fifteen feet by six inches equals seven and a half feet at five cents, equaling thirty eight cents. Keelson three by one inch ten feet long, bow, stern, combing, and ridge pieces, ten inch pine board thirty five cents. Molds, floorboards, two pine boards, 12 by one half inch, 13 feet long, equals 26 feet at three cents, equals 78 cents. Paddle, one and a quarter inch, spruce plank, six and a half inches by 13 feet, 25 cents. Canvas, five yards, 40 inches at 45 cents, equals $2.25. Canvas deck, 5 yards, 28 inches, at 25 cents, equals $1.25. One package, 1 inch, number 7 iron screws, 30 cents. Tacks, nails, and screws, 50 cents. Rubber cloth for apron, 50 cents. Sawing molds and paddle, 50 cents. Paint, $1. Totaling, $8.06. Having all our material ready, it will be best to mark out the different pieces and have them all sawed at once by a steam saw. Beginning with the bow and stern, we will lay off on one corner of the 10-inch board a line 2 feet long, representing the dotted line CD in figure 1. A line is drawn half an inch from the edge from the point 11 to 12, making a notch for the end of the keelson, and the two feet are divided into four parts, and perpendiculars drawn at each point. Now measure off the line AD, nine and a half inches, giving the point A. On the others, three and a quarter inches, an inch and a quarter of an inch, then draw a line from A to C through all these points. 
The shape of the inner line is not important, so it may be drawn by eye, making it thick enough for strength. As the bow and stern are alike, two of these pieces are needed. The keelson must be cut from the same board, being three inches wide at the center, tapering to one inch at the ends. To obtain the shapes of the molds or sections, we must enlarge figure four, four times to its full size. The horizontal lines in the drawing are one-fourth of an inch apart, so in our large drawing they will be one inch. Then taking the line marked two, numbers one and thirteen require no molds, we find the distance of the point G to be one and seven-sixteenths inches from the center line, so we make it four times as much, or five and three-fourths inches, and continue with the other points until we have enough to determine the line pretty closely, after which we join them with the line GH, giving the shape of one half of our first mold. The lines on the right represent the half sections in the fore end of the boat, and those on the left the after end. When all are drawn, they should be transferred to the half-inch board, each mold, however, being a whole and not a half section. The outline of the paddle being drawn also, all may be taken to a sawmill and sawn out, or else they may be sawn by hand, with a compass saw. Having all cut out, we will first screw the bow and stern to the keelson, and secure the three pieces on a plank set upright, the upper edge being curved to fit the keelson, which is a little rockered. Molds number 2, 3, 4, 5, 9, 10, 11, and 12 are next notched to fit the varying widths of the keelson, the first and last also fitting over the bow and stern. Then they are put in place and the gunnels notched into them and also into the bow and stern. The molds for numbers 6, 7, and 8 are sawn from 3 quarter inch oak or ash, each being in two pieces. The inner edge of number 6 is shown by the dotted line KC, figure 4, and of numbers 7 and 8 by MB. They are put in place the same as the others. Now the rib bands are planed off and tacked in place, being spaced amidships as shown in figure 4. Then the points where they cross the bow and stern and all the molds are marked and notches one inch by one-fourth of an inch cut to receive them, the edges of the bow and stern being tapered off at the same time to half an inch. Then all the parts are placed in position again and fastened with one-inch screws, except where the keelson joins the bow, stern, and molds, where one-inch-and-a-half screws are used. Each screw is dipped in white lead before inserting, and the head afterward puttied over. The highest point of the deck is at number 6, where a deck beam is placed, the shape of it and of the deck at number 9 being shown in figure 4. The other molds may be easily shaped by using these as guides, then pieces 2 inches wide and 3 fourths of an inch thick are notched into each mold, down the center of the deck, from number 6 to the bow and from number 9 to the stern, making a ridge over which the canvas is stretched. A piece of 1 inch pine is next set in between numbers 9 and 6 and screwed to each, as well as to number 7 and 8 and the gunnels and forming the sides of the well. The frame is now carefully smoothed off and painted with two coats. Then a floor of half-inch pine is screwed to molds number 6, 7, and 8. The canvas, 40 inches wide, is first oiled and then laid on the framework and tacked along the center of the keelson from number 2 to number 12. Then it is tacked lightly to the gunnels, 
then cut to fit the curved bow and stern, and tacked the edges overlapping half an inch, after which it is stretched tightly over the gunnels and tacked on the inside. The deck is of drilling, 28 inches wide, tacked around the gunnel, a half-round head being screwed over the joint, and turned up and tacked around the combing, which is of 3 eighth inch pine, rising an inch and a half above the deck, and screwed to the side pieces, mold number nine, and the deck beam at number six. The keel is of straight-grained oak, one inch deep from number three to number eleven, tapering to one-half by three-eighths of an inch at the ends, and may be soaked in hot water before bending. When cold, it is screwed to the keelson and the bow and stern, the canvas under it being painted. The stretcher for the feet rests against a strip nailed to the floors and a small block on each gunnel. A half-inch hole is bored in bow and stern for the painter. The paddle is seven feet long, six and a half inches wide, and three-sixteenths of an inch thick at the edges, the handle being an inch and a quarter in diameter at the middle, tapering to seven-eighths where it joins the blades. A rubber ring is slipped over each end to prevent the water running down. In using, it is grasped about seven inches on each side of the center, keeping the hands about the width of the body apart. The stroke should be as long and steady as possible. It will be found at first that the boat will rock from side to side in paddling, and the paddle will throw some spray, but both these faults disappear with practice, and the boat should be perfectly steady at any speed. A slight twist as the paddle leaves the water, hard to describe, but easily found on trial, shakes off all drip. For an apron, a strip of pine one quarter by one and a half inches is fastened to each side of the well by brass straps hooking over the combing, shown in figure six. A piece of rubber cloth is gored to fit around the body and is tacked to each side piece, a rubber cord fastened to each strip and running around the front of the well, serving to keep it down and the after ends being tucked in between the backboard and the body, all falling off in an upset. The backboard, figure five, is 17 inches long, the strips being two and one-fourth inches wide and the same distance apart. It swings on the combing at the back of the well. Two coats of paint should be put on and the paddle varnished. A deck of half-inch pine laid from number nine to number 10 under the canvas allows the canoeist to sit on deck sometimes in paddling. In entering the boat, step in the center facing the bow, and with a hand on each gunnel, drop into the seat. When not in use, the canoe should be sponged out and stored on shore. End of section 4.